All right, and we are here, the 2F Talking Podcast. I'm Joshua Coffey, your host. Just want to welcome you to listening. Join me as my co-host, Mike. You got old Sutton. How you doing, Mike? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm old. I'm thinking about that. I haven't seen you for a while. I want to think, like the last time I hung out with you, I was wanting to think it was John Swope's 30th birth. So that's like 15 years. I know I've seen you like a little bit between there, but I actually like to hang out with you. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. So, and you've gotten... I'm not the only person that got old. Yeah. You know, some people get old, but, you know, I kind of stay the same. Yeah. How old are you now? I'm 39. Oh, see, I'm 28. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But, uh, like I said, this is just uh, two friends talking about faith, family life, and everything that interests us, and uh, we'll get started. So, Mike, we got, what is today, the 7th, I think? November the 7th? I believe so. Saturday morning. Still don't have a president. Still don't. Well, we have a president, but we don't know who our next president's going to be. So what do you think about that? I think this country is a complete mess. <laughs> I think the entire, the entire shenanigan show on both sides has been a complete disgrace to the American way. I would agree with that, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> both sides point, are using it to their advantage, that's for sure. Yeah, at this point... <laughs> I mean, at this point, it looks it looks pretty decisive who the winner is going to be. Yeah, it's probably going to be Biden, but you know, yeah. Trump's going to fight it in court. You never know what will happen. So yeah, he is going to Trump is acting like a twelve year old child, and he's going to try to fight it. And he's making a lot of claims, baseless claims that um, he's not provided any kind of um, evidence for. Now, I'm not saying nothing happened, but you know, you got to have <laughs> proof of it. That's right. You got well, have proof of it. I think he was priming everybody for this anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, regardless of whoever wins, it doesn't matter because you're going to have a Republican-controlled Senate and a Democratic-controlled House. It doesn't matter who president is. You're going to have at least two more years of the same stuff going on. Most likely. Now, the Senate is hanging in the balance right now. They're going to have two, yeah, yeah. two runoffs on in Georgia. Six, in yeah, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. That's going to decide who controls the Senate. So that... Uh, and then if with Biden winning and Kamala being the deciding vote. Um, yeah, if it's 50-50. If it's 50-50. Yeah, it'll go. Then, uh, then we'll see how it goes. Now, my honest opinion, I haven't heard this or haven't read it. My honest opinion on my own thought process, whenever they brought up the Article 25 of the Constitution a while back, mm-hmm. it, was, it was not because Trump had COVID. Yeah, it was to get rid of Biden because he's 77 and he has probably onset dementia. Yes, <laughs> so. It's because it's because everyone heard Biden say, "I will beat Joe Biden in this election," <laughs> and he doesn't know who he's running against. They're probably going to put him in a room somewhere and tell him he's a president and let him have fun for four years. Yeah, you know he'll enjoy it. But um, that was—I also think that's setting a stage to remove Biden and put Kamala in power, which is scary. Well, you know, I was a big Tulsi Gabbard fan. You know, the representative from Hawaii, and she tore. Kamala, a new one in the Democratic. That's why Kamala got out of the primary because T- Tulsi called her out on all of her BS. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I generally vote third party anymore anyway because I just, I'm tired of both sides. And yeah. uh, I think we need to have more options in this country. And like both sides are, have too much power where it's almost impossible. I think Ross Perot was the last one to really have a chance to actually win. Yeah. And a lot of stuff he was talking about in the 90s, 
is what's affecting us right now. Yeah. And it's like American people don't want to listen. They don't want to listen to Ralph Nader talking about corporations having too much power. Because both sides, Republican Democrats, utilize the media to push their viewpoints on us. And, you know, we're like sheep. We follow along. So. Unfortunately, the mainstream <laughs> media has fallen more towards the liberal side of things. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, I agree with I'll that. I'll give you an example. At the moment, they're stressing peace and nonviolence and everyone staying calm. And I agree with that 100%. But when people were burning cities and killing each other, <laughs> yeah. looting, they were... It's peaceful. It's mostly peaceful. Yeah, they were, fanning the, <laughs> they were fanning the flames to that. So, you know, it's it's whatever works to their agenda and their ratings. Well, the you know, an old trick to get a protest to end is put an instigator in there to get a riot going so you can bring down the hammer. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's an old trick that the, the police and even, you know, your government would use to, to end protests, you know, prematurely. It's like, well, let's stir them up and get some stuff broke, and then we can go in with the hammer and everybody turn against their, their movement. So That didn't work out because, all honestly, I mean, the police backed off and let them have an entire city block yeah. in several instances. Yeah, but they're up in um, Seattle, so yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you're, you're looking at, um, and I, I'm not, I'm a Republican lifelong. And I will say that, in my opinion, Democratic states let this go on way too far before anything was done. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's I, I just it's just my example of, a small example of how the media uses things that are going on to their advantage, no matter what it is, but they have their agenda. Oh, yeah, everybody has their agenda. Yeah, yeah. and so no longer is anything reported just straight fact. No, no, that, that went away a long time ago. So yeah. any time there's money involved... And what a lot of people don't realize is media is run by corporations that have to have a profit. So they're going to push a certain viewpoint. So CNN is going to push this viewpoint on their group, MSME on their group, Fox, Breibart, all those others are going to push, push this worldview on these groups. And that's what they're, they're fighting over. So what I typically do is I try to be as independent as I can, look at both sides. And then usually you can decipher if you have good common sense, wisdom, you can decipher the truth. So Most of the time, yeah. if you take out the adjectives that they yeah. use, you can pick facts out. Yeah. An interesting thing is, I believe it was the New York Times, I believe, um, the the man that owned the New York Times for some time was the same man that owned Fox News. Yeah. Two complete separate sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Playing against each other. But he's making money off both yes. viewpoints. <laughs> so. I think, I, you know, and hopefully a lot of people listen to this while, um, you know, after you get it uploaded that I wish American people would remember that neither side, Republican or Democrat, are no longer for the people. No, they haven't been for a long time. No, it's just a swinging dick contest to see who Pretty much. the most, most power. Yep. Nobody cares about people anymore. And as far as the divisiveness in this country, the, um, the working people of this country, whether they're black, white, yellow, they have a lot more in common with each other than the people who represent us that are trying to get us to fight. Yeah, I mean, that. We just need to focus on respecting and loving and being open to each other's viewpoints. And, uh, 100%. Like, I have several friends that I don't agree with politically or even religiously, but I'm still their friend. I still yeah. love them, still hang out with them, still stuff like that. And you have to be that way. You can't close yourself off. So, uh, 
But that's enough politics. I'm not a big politic fan anymore. I used to be into it, and it's just I just got tired of it. But uh, we'll move on uh, to things that make us laugh. Because, Mike, we need to be laughing more in this country, oh, right? Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. So this is something that I, I came up with the last episode and something I think I'll just keep doing until this country improves, which would mean I'll probably be doing this for a long time on yeah, the podcast. Yeah. But I was thinking I was going to read some jokes. These are uh, two Norm MacDonald jokes. So Norm MacDonald's, like one of my favorite comedians, did the weekend update for Saturday Night Live and had wow. Norm show and stuff like that. But he has this perfect just deadpan delivery. And he will purposely mess up jokes sometimes just to get a laugh for that too as well. So, uh, but anyway, th this is two Dorm McDonald jokes and this is, this is the first one. I endorse podiums. That's a product I can stand behind. Uh, <laughs> 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 I like it, I'm sorry. Yep, that's right. Second one, they call gambling a disease, but it's only a disease where you can win money. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess. Unless you consider <laughs> prostitution. Uh, well, that's not winning money. I don't Is that a disease? You're addicted to it? Well, if you can, I mean, if you're addicted to selling your junk, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never sold my junk. Nobody would pay for it. What? <laughs> <laughs> they actually paid me to put my clothes back on. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I tried skipping one time. I was like, here's 50 bucks. Put your pants back on. We don't want to see that little thing. <laughs> see, I knew what I was getting into when I asked you to do well, this. Is this, is this the part that I should fart or something? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, second thing, uh, I'm a big Conan O'Brien fan as well. Love his talk show and his stuff that he does. But he, of course, if everybody remembers, he took over for Jay Leno when Jay Leno retired. But then Jay Leno didn't want to retire. And so they kind of forced Conan out of that. And so now mm -hmm. he's, instead of being on NBC, he's on TBS now. But that last Tonight Show he did, Norm MacDonald was one of his guests, and he came out with this big welcome basket. And it was something that he forgot to give him, and congratulations for him you know, becoming Jay Leno's successor. And just to watch Conan's reaction to him reading that, that, that uh, little card he had on the, uh, the welcome basket thing, it's just hilarious. Something to watch, you look it up on YouTube, it's Conan's last uh, Tonight Show with Norm MacDonald. That's something funny to watch. Then we'll move on to... Uh, Didn't they give him like $13 million just to go away and be quiet? Who? Conan. Conan? Well, they settled with him. Yeah, they're like, here, here's a bunch of see, money. He, see, Conan's funny, but Jay Leno's audience, Jay Leno was an everyman's comedian, while Conan's oh, yeah. more targeted, right? Yeah. And uh, Which I love Conan, but Jay Leno was had a broad appeal to everybody, and so when Conan took over, like, they just were bleeding watchers, like the audience. Just, yeah. Nobody was tuning into him, and so they made a drastic decision to, to give it back to Jay, yeah. right? And so and then Jay, you know obviously took it and of course there's this big feud between conan and and jay over that it's like and jay never really got involved a lot of people don't like jay for that but jay never got involved he's like who wants to hear two rich guys arguing you know nobody really kind of like jay leno and david letterman yeah they didn't well which they're friendly now but they didn't like each other either oh they would have it yeah yeah, yeah they would but so. now you know things ended out i'm a i'm a fallon fan i like jimmy so. yeah jimmy's funny like i like his stuff so it, it worked out right so so I got two more jokes. This is Mitch Hedgeberg, uh, Rose Colored Glasses. He's a comedian that died of an OD, I think, in the early 2000s, I think. But he's a funny dude. Yeah, he's been clean for several years now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you get a lot of hate for that. Poor taste. I'm yeah, but uh, his, I, he has the kind of humor, kind of like Norm, that I like, this, this deadpan stuff. But here's the first joke. An escalator can never break down. It can only become stairs. <laughs> that's, a, that's right that's, 
How about this one? Wearing a turtleneck is like being strangled by a really weak guy all day long. That's, yeah. Wearing a backpack in a turtleneck is like a really weak midget trying to bring you down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Or your nephew's trying to pull you down backwards. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. remember how that was. <laughs> Mike, do you have anything funny you want to share to make us laugh? I will. Uh, where should I start? <laughs> I tell you, you know, when you mentioned the midget strangling you, when my nephews were young, I, I would wrestle with them and uh, my brother's boys and uh, I don't know they were probably nine and twelve probably at the time and uh, I get to wrestling with them well one of them the youngest one would run around behind me and he would jump on my back and he would put his arms around my neck and he would start choking me <laughs> and the oldest one would run around behind him behind both of us and he would grab my the youngest one's feet and fall backwards so he could choke me <laughs> I'm aware of that because, like, I, well, I think that term is called rough play now, like where you wrestle with your kids and yeah. pretend fight and yeah. stuff. That's what that's the term they call it, rough play. Rough play is good, but like I do that with my kids. Like, of course, they both are in karate now, and so oh, they, yeah, they're uh, they whip your ass, don't they? Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let them win. <laughs> yeah, you let them. Okay, that's, I know. I know where you got know. No, but my son Jonathan, of course, he's you know five years old, and you know he wants to prove that he's just as tough as daddy. So he'll put all of his strength in, but but he's waist high. So like I'm like guarding myself, not wanting to get my Jimmy smashed by him. Oh yes, yep, so yes. You have to start wearing a cup around him when we do that, that stuff. Yes, that would be dangerous. Yeah. So but, I still I got the three youngins, uh, my daughter and two stepkids. And the boy, he's he's twenty two. Me and him, we never wrestled much. He's kind of nervous of me. But uh, <laughs> the girls want to wrestle and fight and go on. And one of them's twenty two. One of them just turned eighteen. And they are as rough as most any man I ever fought. Oh yeah, girls can be. Uh... You know, I've been in a bunch and and over the years, and they're as rough as most men I've <laughs> And they don't hold back. They'll punch me with everything. They hit like men. Yeah, yeah. Like a jackass is kicking. <laughs> It could happen. Yeah. Well, I think we'll move on from that, and we'll go straight to... This is something I think we both like. I'm a big horror movie fan, as are you as well. I am. I like horrors. Yeah. <laughs> Did you so, say... You, I said horror movie. Horror movie. Scary yes. movies. Scary movies. Yes, I like those. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I knew what I was getting into when I asked yeah. to do this. So. Are you actually going to upload this? Yeah, I will. That's awesome. <laughs> we, I mean, you knew. I coming, told you to be yourself. So. You knew coming into this, I have no moral confidence and no scruples. So, but anyway, I was thinking this we could. Uh, Halloween's already over with, but I feel like that first episode where I brought up some of the movies, I felt like it didn't really touch enough. You know what I mean? I, it needed to go a little deeper into that subject. And so I was going to recommend some movies and shows, and you can too, and what we like about them, oh, crap yeah. like that. Yeah. So I'll go first. Uh, the first one, this is just for a dumb laugh, but I'm a, I'm a big Mystery Science Theater fan. You know, Mystery Science Theater 3000, you know, Tom Serval, yeah. that, where they, these, these guys make fun of these movies as mm -hmm. they're being played. You know, great stuff. Yeah. But they, made, they had this uh, one where they watched called uh, uh, Zombie Nightmare. It came out in 1986. <laughs> Has uh, Adam West, the girl from Wayne's World, the Hawaiian. Yeah, Adam yeah. West was in. He played mayor, and then it has the lead singer of the heavy metal band Thor. Oh wow! John Michael Thor was his name, or Mikhail Thor, or whatever. But like, where uh, the Thor dude is uh, reanimated as this zombie to, to to take revenge on the, the the teenagers that ran him over with a truck or something like that, and it's just you know, 
you can watch the movie, but it's funny to watch it, you know, as, you know, the Tom Servo and all those guys make fun of it. But uh, I definitely recommend that. Uh, also, anything Evil Dead-wise. Oh, my gosh, yes. Bruce Campbell's the man. Ash, you know, is the man. But Evil Dead, you know, they're with Necronomicon, the Deadites. You know, the first two movies... Uh, even Ash vs. or Ash vs. the Evil Dead on Stars and Army of Darkness. Yeah, love all those movies. Yeah, and uh, now I haven't watched Ash vs. Evil Dead. Now, oh, it's our, great. Yeah, uh, uh, a friend that we both have in common, John Swope, has told me time and time again to watch Ash vs. Evil yeah, Dead. Yeah, because I fall in love with it. Yeah, I have yet to do it because well, I suck. I think the first season's on Netflix now, but it was on Stars. Yeah. I've yeah. got both. I'm going to have to check them yeah. out because I've got stories. Because, you know, Bruce Campbell, you know, it, yeah. and it continues from, well, it continues from the first two movies. And I even think it ties in a little with some stuff that happened with the third. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but those movies were just, you know, funny, you know, gory, just, mm. you know, everything you would like out of a movie, right? So uh, definitely recommend those. Uh, some newer stuff that I've watched, uh, Color of Space. It's got Nick Cage in it. It's kind of ties in with like H.P. Lovecraft, yeah. uh, you know, like Cthulhu, all that stuff. Where this meteorite falls and these 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 uh, this family's from their barn on their their farm and uh, the stuff that uh, happens to them because of this. <laughs> Ooh, do they grow yeah. like six nipples? No, no, it, it's a little bit more disgusting than that. Oh, so uh, seven yeah, nipples. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> seven, not six, seven. <laughs> Then there's also another Nick Cage movie, which I'm a big fan of, you know, certain actors like Keanu Reeves. Nick Cage is another one I'm a fan of. And this one was called Mandy. And uh, it's very intense. It's more of a thriller. But well, it's, it's where his yeah. girlfriend gets kidnapped by this this cult. And uh, they... Uh, Put things in her butt. No, oh. no. She doesn't end up making it out. And so he takes revenge on them. And it's just his pursuit of revenge. And it's it's pretty intense. It's, ah. it's very psychedelic. Got a lot of, you know, drug use in it as far as LSD and stuff like that. So you see a lot of trippy visions and everything. Oh, yeah. But, so it teaches you how to use drugs. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Kind of like Pulp Fiction. And then on Netflix, some TV shows. Uh, the Witcher, obviously, which is I've awesome. That, yeah. Dude, you need to watch that. The books are awesome. Yeah, like this that. first season adapts to short stories. Is that um, not based off the game? No, oh. no. There, there was the book series first, the Witcher book series, mm -hmm. and then the game is kind of separate. They took the, like the lore and made their own separate thing. There's still like similarities as far as the characters and stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to show, the show is basically adapting the short stories to build the universe, and then the second season is going to do some of the storylines and stuff like cool. that from the novels. But they're they're excellent. Like they take uh, like. Uh, folklore medieval folklore and like he, he twists it the author does and so like you'll have stuff like the hedgehog's prince and stuff like that but it's the witcher's this you know mutant obviously that he's a he's a monster hunter he yeah. you know, cuts stuff but he gets involved in a lot more than that definitely recommend that show and then this one actually jeremy moses who was on the last episode mentioned this just came out on uh, netflix or not netflix but amazon prime truth seekers and it's oh, kind of yeah. like uh Kind of like X Files, Ghost Hunters mixed together. It's got a. Is it, it's truth. <laughs> yeah, it's Truth Seekers. Uh, it's where Nick Frost, Simon Pitt, guys that Shaun of the Dead. Mm -hmm. They they're in it. Yeah, so you would love it. It's a British comedy. So yeah, it, it's it's awesome. So what about you, Mike? Do you have any horror movies? Because I know you're a big Jason fan. Oh, I love Jason. Yeah. I love Michael Myers. Yeah. I'm a huge. I, actually, these days I can't choose between Michael Myers and Jason. Or who's my favorite? I do like like the new Friday Thirteenth remake. I wasn't overly crazy about. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Just. 
But I was new, never a big Freddy fan myself. I the first movie, yeah, I was a huge yeah. fan of it, and then after that, it got stupid. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But now, like the the newest Halloween movie where they went back to the roots. Yeah. Had Jamie Lee um, Curtis in it. Yeah. 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 I, I was a fan of that one. I enjoyed that one. The the remake, the Rob Zombie remakes, I enjoyed those quite a bit. Yeah. Um. A lot of people knocked them or whatever, but I enjoyed them just for the sheer violent capacity. Yeah. I mean, there was just violence in those yeah. and that's what the movie's about so yeah and anything zombie i'm a huge you, know, you and i have sat and had numerous countless conversations <laughs> what we were doing in zombie apocalypse yes, how we exactly survive, right. yeah, you yeah. know and i've got i mean i've got a, a game plan for <laughs> you got you bug know, out back <laughs> yeah well i mean like i've got i've got a game plan for the house here to bunker it up you know and, and be ready for the zombie apocalypse but it just keeps on not happening. We got the, you know, COVID nineteen. Not one single zombie. <laughs> you know, we've got the presidential election. We've got things in other countries going crazy. Not one single damn zombie. I'm pretty let down. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, I'll man. move on to some horror stuff. And uh, but uh, I'm sure everybody knows who the walking or what the Walking Dead is. I love that show. I know you. We just had a conversation. Yeah, we just had the conversation started that I kind of got out at yeah. the beginning of third season, which yeah. I had my reasons. But uh, but uh, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, looking forward to uh, the, the trilogy movies that are coming out about Rick. And, you know, uh, my thing with Walking Dead is who mows the grass. I agree. 100. <laughs> when, when they had that. Um, the uh, prison, uh -huh. and they had a great big fields out everywhere. You know they wasn't out mowing the grass. They never showed them mowing the grass, but it always had nice, tiny grass. I don't get it. I mean, I understand that. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. But then again, you know, zombies are real in this TV show, so I guess grass just doesn't grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe they're they're much like the cow. She thinks, yeah. So. And the, and the new spinoff series that's been out for like six seasons now, uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. It started off super slow, but for anybody that would give it a chance and stay with it. It's I've heard that's really actually good. become better than the main show. It has, it's really, it has yeah. gotten really good. Now, yeah. Morgan and Dwight were two of the characters from the flagship series yeah. that came over. And yeah. they helped it a lot. And, of course, now Dwight's wife, I can't remember what her name is, but anyways, uh, she's on it now, too, and she was on the original show. Yeah. And uh, so it helped it a lot. And there's some characters now that you can identify with and care about. Whereas when it started, you just didn't give a shit about them. Yeah, yeah. You're like, go ahead and kill them. You know, when they start off with, you know, this is horrible to say, but they start off with an addict that stayed an addict. And, you know, through the entire thing, you're just like, just kill his ass. Who cares? So, <laughs> not, not, not that I'm saying addicts should die. I'm just saying he should have. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah The Walking Dead. Yeah, definitely. i tell you uh, something along the lines of, a, it was a documentary, but to me it was horror. Um. Uh, American Mor Murder, The Family Next Door, or whatever, that's on Netflix. It's a documentary of, of uh, a murder where a man killed his two kids and his wife. Yeah, yeah, and that guy's still alive, isn't he? He's in jail. He should be strung up, yeah. in my opinion. But uh, but uh, that, to me, was as scary as any horror movie I'll ever watch. By, well, the, time I, by the time I finished it, I watched it. I went in, and all of them had a girls' weekend down in Tennessee, yeah. and I was at the yeah. house here, and yeah. I, I decided to watch that while I was laying here one night. Uh, bored so I watched it by the time I got to the end of it I would have paid really good money to be locked in a, in a, in a room yeah, with locked a room the guy yeah. for 10 minutes what he did to his kids yeah. his daughters no interruptions um, no matter how much he screamed no interruptions if if anything like I watch horror movies as like you know an escape a fun escape whatever it's yeah. not serious but what we do to each other in real life will far exceed anything that yeah. you can ever watch I, and, I uh, could not wrap 
my mind around, I couldn't even fathom the hurting my wife and my kids. Yeah. You know, and uh, to the description that he got, have you watched it? I know what he did. Okay. I kept up with the story because I was hoping that, well, for one thing, when they were missing, of course, you could tell the guy was lying. Yeah. And then, but then I was hoping that justice would come fast to him. Yeah. And it, or, you know, some, I understand that we ha we have laws and we have a process, but for some people, I think we should make an exception. You understand what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I shouldn't have let a horse rape him. I should have done something and, to the guy. Yeah. But, you know, the, when he, in his description, when he told him, you know, exactly what he had done, you know, he put these little girls in the back seat of a truck with their mama wrapped up in a blanket laying on the floorboard. Yeah. Drove for about 45 minutes yeah. to an hour to a job site. Yeah. Uh, you know, he killed one child and the other child when Woke he started up. to, yeah. his, her last words was, you know, no daddy. Yeah. And that um, was... Yeah, he's yeah. an animal. He, yeah. I mean... He, Hopefully they put him in general population and announced what he did. So he got... That's what should happen. I mean, it happened to Jeffrey Dahmer. I yeah. mean, he got... Yeah. Took care of pretty quick. And uh, so... Although he was, he was pretty popular in jail i understand because he brought a lot of head and shoulders to the yeah yeah <laughs> sorry well i think we'll move on for this so mike's getting a little frisky and sorry the words are starting to flow freely from him yeah so. <laughs> i've been trying to behave but we'll go on to musical interest mike because you know i love music and uh there's certain periods of you know genres that i listen to more than others but I've been listening like we just mentioned that John Michael Thor, he was the lead singer of Thor Heavy Metal mm -hmm. Band and uh has an album, Only the Strong. You know, album covers this just this big massive warrior with Thor's hammer over his head holding a metal shield, you know, and just just awesome stuff, just kinda like this glam rock, uh just heavy metal stuff. And uh, awesome album to listen to. Also been listening to David Bowie. Cool. Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Cool. You know, that that there's some awesome songs on there. Moon Age Daydream and uh Starman, Rock and Roll Suicide. David Bowie doesn't get a lot of credit for just his career, I think, sometimes. Because you know, a lot of people think he was just this weird British guy or whatever. And it's like, you know, he was an amazing artist and actor. So, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. He was also Jareth in Labyrinth. He was the Goblin King. I remember that. <laughs> I, actually, when you said David Bowie, the entire you know the entire time you were saying David Bowie, um, that was the picture I had. Of <laughs> Jared, yes, the Goblin King. I mean, that's the entire the entire time you were talking about it, that's the picture I had in my head. That was a yeah. That's that's a nice family friendly horror movie to watch. You know, I want my kids watch it. You know, with the yeah. little goblins. It's not you know not too scary. So. Kind of like the Human Centipede. No, I would not let them watch that. No. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> when, my, when my youngest one was like six years old, I was letting her watch The Hills Have Eyes. So. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's an intense movie. Yeah, yeah, she especially some of the stuff that's happens to the people in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, she's like six. I got a lot of trouble for that. Yeah, I would imagine. I wouldn't let my sick. That's the kind of movie that can scar some some kids. Yeah, well, she's different now. Yeah, so. I would imagine. <laughs> of course, I'm her dad. So. Yeah, but I also listen to uh, Sturgill Simpson. You know, Sound and Fury. He's, okay. he's got an awesome. You know, kind of heavy metal, psychedelic. He kind of yeah. went from country to that. Yeah. He, uh, Nirvana's in bloom. He he's covered that. Have you oh, actually really? heard his version of it? It's I'll pretty intense. It's powerful. And then uh, he covered uh, "When in Rome's the Promise." You know, okay. The promise, that little dance. Yeah. Nineteen eighty nine, nineties. You know. Yeah. And then uh, I listened to the like the newest stuff. The newest stuff I was I listened to the weekend, um, like "Odd Look" with Kavinsky or uh, "Blinding Lights." 
like uh so but like i like a wide range of genres you know except for bro country which my wife gives me a hard time about that it's like i just can't listen to, to that stuff bro country yeah bro country what's that it's kind of like uh, look Brian. yeah uh it's jason Odin. A little bit. It's, you know, more like where they're blending kind of like modern hip-hop beats and stuff like that. And uh, that B.B. Rex, gotcha, Georgia, okay. Florida line, stuff like kinda that. Kind of like a country R&B or maybe or something. Yeah, yeah. Country hip-hop. I, I don't, like, I always listen to, like, Waylon Jennings and, you know. Oh, Outlaw Waylon, Country. Yeah, Steve Earle, you know, yeah. the biggest fan of his. I'm a huge fan of Outlaw Country. Yeah. So. Highwayman, uh, anything Johnny, Johnny Cash was my favorite singer. Yeah, so. The only person I ever heard of that could talk out of tune or sing out of tune and make a million dollars doing it. <laughs> but, uh, Definitely. You know, Willie Waylon, mm. I love all their music. I'm not a big fan of the, much of the new country. A lot of the like, uh, 1990s, 2000s country, I like yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Um, no, most of all the old stuff, I like country. Yeah, yeah. And now I will still, I'll admit, I'll still listen to like 90s and early 2000s rap and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, NWA. You yeah, know, Wound Take Clan. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> the, the new stuff, let me give you an example. Okay, I'm getting ready to give you an insight. Okay. I'm getting ready to sing you... A platinum album, a platinum <laughs> song right now. Go for it. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, money. Oh, yeah, yeah, bitches. Oh, yeah. There. It's platinum. Yes. That's, that's today's music for the kids. Yeah. That's what they listen to. And it blows my mind. Yeah. So yeah. that right there, that might make you a million dollars off this, <laughs> this one podcast because I just gave you that. You know. But uh, my, no, I, was, I listen to, uh, of course, I have Sirius XM on in my truck. And, uh, You're a big Metallica here. fan, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. But I listen to a lot of Lithium. That has a lot of the 90s grunge and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 90s grunge. Like Nirvana, Pearl uh, Jam. Yes. Pearl yeah, yeah. Jam, Jam. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of stuff they play on Lithium that I can, I mean, I just listen to and listen to. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine, I like them a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom Morello actually has a show that he does each week. That's awesome. Uh, on Lithium. And he plays a lot of the music that he has done and yeah. the music that he likes. Yeah. He has his 94-year-old mother on there hosting it with him, okay? <laughs> which is epic. Of course it is. Um, but uh, there's a lot of things on there that Tom Morello is cultured. Yeah, uh, he is. He's not just you know some freak that plays. No, Raging's Machine. Like if you look, read the lyrics to their song, they were political activists. You know, raging against the literal machine of yes. government. Right? I mean, that's yes. the whole point. Exactly. So. <laughs> uh, I love anything. You know, most anything from by, by Metallica. Um, Van Halen. Van Halen. You know, I can rock some Van Halen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Nirvana. Uh, Kurt Cobain has one of the most recognizable voices of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And had he have not, you know, passed so early in life, yeah, um, then uh, he would be even more of a legend than he is. Now. I always thought I loved uh, Weird Al's version. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes, Weird Al. We're anything Weird Al. Was awesome. Yeah, I love Weird Al, man. He's, yeah, he's a... I could rock to some Amish Paradise <laughs> and eat it. Oh, I got my kids into Weird Al, and it was a uh, foil. You know, that Lorde, oh, yeah. where he was parroting that Lorde song or whatever his name is. And yeah. uh, they loved that. They would watch that. And then uh, Dare to be Stupid. I got them oh, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I'm a huge Rob Zombie fan. Yeah, Rob Zombie. Yeah. A huge Rob Zombie. My fan. wife just showed me a clip a couple of days ago of uh, a jazzercise class from like the 80s dancing to Rob Zombie and said it makes it a lot better to... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, can, I can imagine you get pumped up. Yeah. That's right. Oh, uh, End up with whiplash for the sessions over from yeah. headbanging and stuff. Now, Rob's, he's supposed to be coming out with a new 
uh, album, isn't he? Yeah, real soon. Real yeah. soon. Yeah. Next, yeah. The next few days, I think. I can't wait for it. I've been looking. I've been watching yeah. iTunes. He was on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, like, middle of this year, I think. He's a pretty interesting cat to listen to. Yeah, you should get him because he's a lot better. Uh, <laughs> a lot better. Uh, person to, to have on your podcast than me i would yeah uh, yeah i mean it, this will never grow beyond me and my friends this is just a hobby hey so. it might be <laughs> it might do it well maybe yeah maybe but i you know it's not so, like i'm doing this just as a hobby like i have options to monetize stuff like that i don't want to do that i just people might hear that bath uh, that retard on bath salts <laughs> exactly am I, am I i'm probably gonna lose some viewers yeah. <laughs> listeners yeah, after this yeah <laughs> I'm probably going to have some people to hate me worse. It'll be the death nail to this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, thanks, Mike. You ruined yeah. my podcast. <laughs> I, I apologize ahead of time for that. Anyway, we'll move on from music, and we'll go to something that's very dear to our hearts, and that is art, drawing, stuff like that. Uh, for people that don't know, uh, how I know Mike is I know Mike through my brother, uh, Jonathan Tucker, who passed away when I was 15. He was 19, killed in a car wreck. But Mike was one of his best friends. And uh, you all had art class together in high school. Oh, we did, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah four years of it. Jonathan and I had a much, you know, much different styles in how we did, you know, how we did our, um, which most everybody does. I was always envious of how good he was at it. He was, he was very technical. Yes, he but was. But he made it look so easy. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of work that he did with. There's nothing short of a masterpiece, and this is when he was a teenager. Yeah, you know, yeah. he uh, had he had not been cut short, then he would have really, really blossomed into some some amazing work. That's why I was going to EKU for. Oh. I mean, he was thinking of switching to like a, a computer major, but mm -hmm. he was he was making video games on the side. Like yeah. I have this one that he did on a floppy disk, but he was incorporating his artistic ability into that. You know, as far you know, as far as programming. Yeah, so. He was one of the most intelligent people you'd ever meet. Had such had such talent, so much talent with his hands and, and with artwork and so forth. Um, and I, I'm not a, a cultured much in, in a lot of uh, history of art and stuff like yeah, that. He yeah. was. I mean, he had he had a lot of knowledge of it. I'm not. Um, I've done a lot of artwork, and uh, recently I, something came back to me that. And, you know, you had brought to me yeah, that yeah. picture, one that Jonathan had started and I had finished up, utilizing his style of art as best I could. You got as, close uh, to it. I thought you did. Yeah, yeah, it worked out pretty well. And, uh, which that was, I've sat and stared at that picture, I don't know how, how many times for extended periods of time since then. Yeah. Uh, brought back a lot of good memories and stuff. The, um, I, I've always enjoyed it. Most of the tattoos I've got, I've designed them. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I've got tattoos all over me. Yeah. And uh, I've designed most all of them. I'm designing the one for Wendy, my other oh, yeah. half, yeah. Uh, to go down her side. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I still enjoy it. My hands don't work like they used to. I'm 44. I took a lot of beating over the years. <laughs> and uh, so my hands shake. They don't work like they used to. The uh, arthritis is set in on them. And it happens. So I can't, I can't do what I used to do with art. That's something that I've always admired people that have that ability. Cause I have a little bit, but I'm like, I'm like more of a cartoonist. Like I can't mm -hmm. get like hyper detailed or stuff like that. And, uh, but I can see, you know, it coming through, shining through my daughter, Charlie, cause she, she can draw and she's developing talent and you compare some of her drawings to what Jonathan did when he was her age and she's getting pretty close to him, what yeah, he was yeah. doing. So it, I always just, you know, 
you know, I want her to be her own person, right? But it also is nice to know that part of that, you know, from Jonathan is in her, you know. And, That's uh, awesome. Yeah. But, uh. You know, we were talking about, about that, you know, we got memories. <clears throat> of course, you've got a lifetime memories from, uh, with Jonathan. I've got, uh, several years of them. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing that come, pops in my mind, uh, when I think of Jonathan a lot of time, is that laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it was distinct. And, uh, I never heard anything close to it since, but I yeah. that laugh always. But yeah, he was truly talented. And, and a lot of the fantasy, um, you know, dragons, um, you know, uh, initially there was a lot of dragons, uh, fairies, just anything sci-fi stuff. Oh yeah. A lot of fantasy stuff. He was so talented with it. But <clears throat> as he was expanding, his, you know, he was expanding his horizons. He was, he was blooming out more. I yeah. guess. Um, he got into more in the realm of religious uh, yeah. aspects of yeah. art. Yeah. And actually the picture that's on his uh, headstone in the cemetery is one that he did. The boy that's walking towards the, yeah. Walking on water. Yeah. Toward, yeah. yeah. Uh, he'd actually, he did that one. Um, was that in his first year of college, or was it? I not? think so. I think, or it was, in like in between that period before he started, maybe. Yeah, something like that. It was a very, very good picture. But uh, he, uh, you know, he had broadened, uh, and, and of course, he accepted God, uh, accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior, and he was actually teaching, you know, some Sunday school classes and stuff like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. And um, he uh, didn't he give a didn't he preach? One he time? gave a sermon. Yeah, yeah, I thought he yep. did. Yeah. Um, I was so proud of him because he was, he was expanding himself further than I was able to at the time. Yeah. And he was, um, experiencing life so much more than I was able to at the time. Yeah. Because he was just that much, he was a higher level than I was at. Yeah. Uh, mature wise, uh, intelligence wise, you know, I, I was a smart kid, but I was dumb in a lot of ways too. Yeah. Cause I just, I took so long to grow up and he did not. Yeah. Well, I, I can't even describe, you know, you were his friend and, you know, so you have friend moments with him, right? Yeah. And of course I have, you know, brother moments, big brother moments. And, yeah. uh, I know it took me a long time to come out of my shell when he passed. And like, I just had like my close group of friends and, uh, I had a couple friends that were really there for me, like Mark and, uh, Mark Arnold and Clint Sebastian, like Clint Sebastian, when Jonathan died, he stayed with me like for a week. Yeah. And uh, then I, I think I got out of high school and I started hanging around you, you know, and uh, you and John and, you know, the whole crew and everything. And, and uh, that just, it's, it's like pieces of Jonathan through you. Like I'm at peace with my brother, you know, being dead. You know, I've been at peace yeah. for a long time with that, but it's not, if you truly love someone, it never gets totally better. Yeah. You're right. It always going to hurt. I mean, I even named my son after my yeah. brother, my, my son, Jonathan. And, uh, but I'm at peace as far as where he's at and in, in life as it's been afterward. But, you know, it, it's never easy. Every day you think, mm -hmm. you know, you think about it. And, uh, like losing a loved one, it's part of life. Everyone goes through it. It's hard. And, uh, you just hope when we have hope, if you're, especially if you're a person of faith, that you will be reunited with them again. And, and that's, 
kind of how I balance myself out. Oh, I guess yeah. you'd say. Yeah, definitely. Well, I can't tell you, I can't begin to tell you how proud I am of the man that you've become, uh, considering everything that you had to go through. Well, not just that. Yeah. Just like, I think at, at one point, by, <laughs> I know every group of friends I've hung around have tried to corrupt me at some extent. Except me. Except you. <laughs> I'm a good guy. And, uh, yeah, I've, uh, like I said, if, if you're my friend, then you know me. And, uh, and you know, of course, I'm civil and nice to everybody. But, like, for me to truly open up to you, you have to be in my circle, yeah. I guess you would say. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, I've made mistakes just like everybody. But, uh, yeah, I try to keep uh, my head on right. I made one back in 07. <laughs> What's that? I, I, well, I don't remember exactly what it was now, but I, I'm... I'm sure I'm going to make another mistake here soon. Mm. It can happen. You're like Trump. Trump's never made a mistake. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was wrong one time back in, uh, I think, 2002. So, yeah. I'm it probably, can happen. I'm probably due to be wrong again. Sometime. All right. I think we'll move towards the end now. And this is scripture. Mike, I like to do scripture. Like I said, I'm a man of faith. Are you uh, trying to get rid of me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to edit some of the words in the middle part of it. Oh, so. sorry. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> but, I, you know, it, whether you're a believer or non-believer, I think that the Bible uh, has ancient wisdom in it that we can apply today into your daily life. And uh, so I'll just read it. This is from Proverbs 18.2, and we'll discuss it a little bit. But it is some, like, background beatbox or anything? No, you're, you're fine. You can just be quiet and listen. Oh, Me okay. Meditate on the Word of God. Just, just... <laughs> Just for the record, I'm a firm believer in God. I didn't say you were. God didn't <laughs> It's uh, Proverbs 18, verse 2. It says, Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. So, I already know, because I have a podcast where I'm talking and you know trying to influence people into a certain direction. But that's something I struggle with. You know, the fool thinks that he possesses enough knowledge and understanding and he's overconfident in his own intelligence. He thinks everyone should basically listen to his greatness and his wisdom, right? And we got to stop doing that. I think that's what's happening in this country. It's like everybody knows the right way to go, and we're not having enough of a, what, humility, being humble, or even having a teachable spirit to realize that, hey, we can be wrong. People hear you, they don't listen. That's right. And so we, what I always try to do is I try to challenge myself. And so I question my faith. I question my ideas. And by doing so, you refine yourself. And so I'm not afraid to go outside of my faith and look at stuff so I can strengthen my faith. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And so we, you have to be a seeker of truth. And, and the reason why we have to be that way, because you're going to be shown, like the Bible tells you to ask for wisdom. And that wisdom come from the Bible can also come from outside of the Bible. Mm -hmm. God will use many things to influence you. And once you open up your mind's eye, you can realize that, hey, he's talking to me through this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it can help you grow. So don't be closed off. Don't think you know everything. Don't be so full of yourself to think you're so great. <laughs> That's the problem we have with a lot of people in charge of this country is, is they believe that they know the way to go and the way to solve stuff and nothing ever gets changed. It's just all a con game, right? 
they won't so, listen to reason with anyone else. That's right. One of the biggest examples, I mean, I'm sorry to cut in, but no, one, you're fine. one of the biggest examples of what you're talking about, if you go to any Facebook post these days, <laughs> yeah, and, or if you go to any news post on Facebook, if you look at how mean and hateful and spiteful people are to each other in the yeah. comments, that's yeah. a, a prime example of what you're talking about. Nothing will ever get fixed unless people can respect each other. That's right. And love each other. Yeah. Treat each other like people. Yeah. Uh, but everybody knows exactly what's, you know, what needs to be done and knows exactly what's wrong. And, you know, they demonize someone else if they have a different, you know, different thought That's process. the thing. It's like, it's wanting to, to put your authority over someone and, and run their life. And I would never do, try to do that. It's like, you have to, we have to compromise. Exactly. And we have to understand we're all into this together. And for me personally, you know, as a person of faith, I pray for people. And if someone comes to me and asks me, I will give them an answer, an honest answer as best I can. And, uh, but there's this thing called like a silent witness. It's like where you like, for example, Lot, Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah was this, you have people say, well, if God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, what's he going to do to America? You have people say that all the time. But Lot was considered a righteous man in the New Testament. And he lived in this awful place, but he was still uh, someone that kept his creed, his, his standards, ideals, was never corrupted. And so that's what we have to do. And you have to be willing to use alternative methods sometimes instead of shouting and yelling at somebody, mm -hmm. you know, try to hug them, love them, you know. Like I was telling you when I came in here, it's like I was a friend with a biker minister who was in the biker culture, you know, of, of, of drinking, smoking, womanizing, but he taught me some powerful lessons. And uh, so we have to be open to how we interact with people and understand that we're all children of God and we all need help. And like, I'm a beggar, I've just found some bread and I wanna share that bread with you, right? <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. So when you say hug people, does that mean hug them until they pass out or? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> That's the only some, way to calm them down. In some situations. <laughs> in some situations. Come here, we're going to hug. All right, I think we'll be ending it. Uh, like I said, I like to use a quote of a, of a comedy. Uh, I, I love comedy shows, Seinfeld, Community, The Office, uh, Parks and Rec. You know, just we need to laugh. And this is actually from Community. This is Jeff Winger, played by Joe McHale, one of my favorite actors, comedians as well. And uh, I'll just read this to you. I'm no sociopath. I always know that what I'm doing is wrong. I'm just a guy who doesn't like taking tests, doing work, or getting yelled at. So if that, if, so if you think about it, I'm the same as person here. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so most people, they just want to, uh, don't yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> leave me alone. Just leave me alone. That's one of my things in life. Leave me alone. You know. Don't hurt me. I won't hurt you. Exactly. You don't hurt anyone. I won't hurt anyone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave me and mine alone, I'll leave yours alone. Help people when you can. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, it was a pleasure doing this with you. I appreciate it. And, this has been uh, really fun. It has been. We'll have to do it again. Like I said, this is kind of what we're going to be doing is uh, just me talking to one of my friends and just riffing, ripping, and, you know, hopefully people that listen enjoy it. We so. didn't talk anything about my hemorrhoids. We did not talk about your hemorrhoid. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah, his, his, his name is Hemi, and he tried to attack my cat one time when I got too close to my butt. So, I was, yeah, okay, go ahead. All right, thank you, Mike. Thank All right, you, people, you can follow me at uh, 2F Talking on Twitter. 
you can follow my Facebook page if you want. And uh, yeah, listen, enjoy. Thanks.